Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we continue here with our American stories. Grabbing a basket while grocery shopping may seem second nature today, but the idea was once groundbreaking, and that was far from the only thing that changed when Piggly Wiggly, the first modern American supermarket, opened over a hundred years ago. On September 6, 1916, hundreds of curious shoppers came out for the opening of a new grocery store at 79 Jefferson Avenue in Memphis, Tennessee. And we broadcast here in Oxford, Mississippi. Memphis is only one hour, practically due north. For weeks, they'd seen billboards and read newspaper ads about this grocery store with the funny name that promised an entirely new shopping experience, one that would, according to its owner, forever change the retail grocery business. Greg Hengler sat down with Mike Freeman near the location of that first Piggly Wiggly in downtown Memphis. Mike Freeman is the author of Clarence Saunders and the founding of Piggly Wiggly, the rise and fall of a Memphis maverick. I took a job at a restaurant in downtown Memphis that happened to be at 79 Jefferson. And that was the first location of the Piggly Wiggly store. It was an interesting fact. 
know, I became interested in that. My employer wanted me to do some research because he was curious as well, you know, what happened in the building and such. It's important to know what Saunders did differently was, in the old days, if you went into a store to shop, you couldn't just reach out and pick out your own groceries. You had clerks do that for you. So you had to wait for them to, you tell the clerk what you want and then they would bring it to you. And, and Saunders thought, well, this is really slow. This is so inefficient. And all this tied in with brand advertising before the turn of the century. You had all these brands we still recognize. Kellogg's cereal, Van Camp, pork and beans. All these companies were selling their products in stores. And Saunders knew, well, you don't need a clerk to tell you what cereal you like. If you like Kellogg's cereal, there it is. You get it yourself. The most important thing to him is I could sell more groceries less cost because I pay fewer people. Saunders grew up from a family that was poor. In fact, there's one story that a neighbor bought Clarence a pair of shoes. And then when Saunders had money later in life, he, he sent a check to that family for a number of years because they helped him out when he really needed it. So he, he knew what it was like to suffer you know, in hardship and he carried that with him, you know. He, that probably motivated him as much as anything to do something. Saunders became a, a traveling salesman for a wholesale company. So he would call upon grocers. And Saunders developed the reputation for being a bit brash. He would go into a store and he would tell the store owner, says, you know, you would sell more vegetables if you displayed them this way instead of the way you had it. And some thought, well, what does this guy know? <laughs> so not everybody appreciated his advice. But it shows that he was already thinking about you know, trying ways to do things a little bit better than before. There was a, a man in Memphis who built a chain of stores, uh, Mr. Bower's stores. They were small, like corner grocery stores. But every Bower's store looked exactly the same as the uh, signs in the front and the layout of the store where the groceries were placed. So each Bauer store was identical. And, and that was an innovation too. If you went from one store to the other, you'd know exactly where to find what you wanted to buy. Because everything was in the same place, despite, you know, in different locations. And Saunders, uh, he absorbed these ideas. That's the principle of a chain store. Everything is alike as much as it can be. So if you're comfortable with what they do, then you'll shop at the chain store no matter where that location is. So you could go into a, a town where you unfamiliar to you and find your favorite grocery, you know, whatever the business is, or Starbucks for that matter, and get exactly what you want. And that's the whole principle of the chain store. Bowers did that before Saunders. So he clearly learned from Bowers how to manage a chain store business. The one thing that Bowers did not do was arrange things for customers to pick out themselves. So you still had clerks, and Saunders thought this was an inefficient way of doing things. And he, he was kind of sarcastic. He says, you know, in a, a store is not very busy, the poor customer can't get the attention of a clerk because they're busy goofing off in the back room. He says, if that happens, or 
they're so busy like during Christmas season, you know, everyone's shopping and the store so busy they can't handle the orders properly. The arrangement of the store uh, that Bowers and the older merchants had was, is you walked up to a counter and once you had your clerk's attention, you would rattle off what you wanted. And then he would go about the, uh, the rest of the store, picking out the items you wanted and bring them to the front. And then you would transact business and then off you go. And Saunders thought, well, you know, they don't need a clerk to tell them that Campbell's soup is good or if you just put it on a the shelf, they can find it themselves. He took this uh, journey to Terre Haute, Indiana to look at a store that he was told was unique and designed differently. And then he came back a bit disappointed. It wasn't really anything special at all. And Saunders told the story often. He said on the way back, he saw this mother pig at a farm and he saw all these piglets trying to feed off the mother pig and it reminded him of customers trying to attract attention of a clerk. <laughs> and then the idea popped in his head. He had the name Piggly Wiggly just from seeing this pig. Okay, that's the name. And then he went about designing, well, how are we going to actually do this? You'd have to practically rebuild the interior of the store to change its self-service. Piggly Wiggly, you know, that was his name. And it, uh, it's, uh, it was a very unusual name. I mean, I, I think it was perfect for what he was trying to do because he was being different. And then he would, he began writing advertisements where Piggly Wiggly became a character. Piggly Wiggly goes to town, you know, Piggly Wiggly does this. Uh, and so, you know, that's how he built his uh, brand identity. He made a story out of an imaginary pig that, that went shopping. I'll read part of one. It's Piggly Wiggly. Ain't that a funny name? The fellow that got up that name must have a screw loose somewhere. All this may be so, but the Piggly Wiggly knows its own business best, and its business will be this to have no store clerks gab and smirk while folks are standing around 10 deep get waited on. Every customer will be her own clerk. So if she wants to talk to a can of tomatoes and kill her time, all right and well. But it seems likely this would be a mighty lonesome chat. <laughs> Saunders addressed customer fears. You know, it used to be, if you went into certain stores in the old days, and you know the clerk might put his thumb on the scale so you'd pay extra for tomatoes or potatoes or whatever or they'd sell you food that was out of date and Saunders thought all that was just just wrong it was just not good business he could sell more groceries just by being honest and he was very proud of, he talked a lot about uh, labeling prices on everything so you walk in and you go to the canned soup aisle, you know exactly what the price of that soup is. And it didn't matter what store you're in, one of the stores, they all price things about the same, and it didn't matter who you were or whether the clerk knew you or not, you got the same price. When we come back, more of Mike Freeman telling the story of Clarence Saunders, the founder of Piggly Wiggly, here on Our American Story.
Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. And we continue with Our American Stories and with author Mike Freeman telling the story of Piggly Wiggly and its founder, Clarence Saunders. Let's continue with Mike. He knew he was taking a less profit, and he probably had people in the grocery business say, well, you can't make any money. You're not selling high enough. You're not making enough profit. But he was looking at volume. You know, and he could open the more stores you open, the more volume you have. And then, you know, you know one of the benefits of self-service is you're, you are selling more goods per day. And that helps eliminate the problem of uh, spoiled food or expired food. Um, and Saunders was aware of that. 
and he he would advertise to people, see, this is what I'm doing, I'm gonna treat you fair. I mean, uh, now you can't imagine going in a store and not having a label on it, and this is 32 cents or whatever. Can't imagine it, but, but for, you know, the 20th century, that was commonplace. And when, once you label everything, then no grocery store can hide. You know, his competitors are thinking, uh-oh, you know, we're gonna have to do something different. You know, he proved right there that first year that he had about eight or nine stores in Memphis and Bowers had over 40. And he, he outsold uh, Bowers stores simply because he made it easier for people to shop. And they just started swarming into, this, into Big Wiggles. You know, he's one of those rare individuals that has an idea that worked and it transformed part of our society. I don't say he's as great as Henry Ford, but you know, Ford decided, well, why, why can't we put an engine in this little carriage and then hook it up to some wheels and then we don't need a horse and buggy anymore. We have a, a car, change the world. You know, Saunders isn't of that level of success, but I think he had the same mind where he thought, well, let's do something a little different here. You know, the old ways are, eh, you can do a little faster, a little bit better than that. And then that's what Piggly Wiggly was. Grocery store's uh, version of the Model T. <laughs> What's interesting is that next year, he started franchising. And uh, well, he actually filed for several patents. He got several patents. But he started selling the idea that, well, uh, you guys down in Arkansas and Mississippi, you can build a Piggly Wiggly. You know, there's towns all over the South that were large enough to support a couple of grocery stores. And then uh, that proceeded very rapidly, selling franchises all over the place. You could argue that the founder of Walmart did virtually the same thing. He put a Walmart in medium-sized towns. You know, if a town doesn't have a Walmart, then it's kind of not a town. <laughs> but uh, having a store like that in your community, hiring the local folks to work in the store, probably manage the store, it built a loyalty for that brand but Walmart still exists. The difference between Walton and Saunders is Walton never lost his business. He held on to it. Where I think Saunders had a lot of the same attitudes, same personality in some way. He wanted to be that champion, but in the end, he didn't keep that business long enough. You know, right now, most people don't know who Saunders is. Saunders achieved a, a level of celebrity and wealth that most people only dream of. He's most famous for the Pink Palace is a building, I don't know how many square feet it 36, is. 36,000. <laughs> um, well, they've added on to it, but a majority of that 36,000 square feet is what he built. Um, it was to have a swimming pool, uh, it, it was to have everything a rich person would want. Saunders tried to outsmart traders of Wall Street, and to explain it simply, he didn't realize they wrote the rules of trade. There was no governing agency overseeing financial trade that we have now. Uh, it was whatever certain people who, what we call Wall Street, decided to do is what was done. They made the rules among themselves. I have trouble sometimes describing a short sell. It's just a stock maneuver where different people in the financial business spread rumors that a company's in trouble that the stock's not worth what it's listing at now 
and Saunders thought that was horrible. Piggly Wiggly had overexpanded, and there was a franchise or two that had gone bankrupt. And that was all the trigger that these short sellers needed. And he started this campaign is to take the shares out of the hands of these Wall Street thieves or wolves. And he started a buying campaign in Memphis, you know, save Piggly Wiggly from Memphis. Because most people in Memphis or, you know, any city outside of New York probably thought about Wall Street the same as he did. And it was sort of a this kind of a villainous place. And he was playing on that, you know, don't let these thieves take our Piggly Wiggly away from us. So everyone invested in Saunders' scheme to buy all the shares and hold them. Well, he pushed these, these traders into a panic because whatever they borrow, they have to pay. And if he's buying all the shares, they have to come to him to repay what they owe him. I mean, he was trying to trap them. And the board of directors of the stock exchange in New York kept Saunders from doing that and let, let the traders off the hook. They could change the rules. See, there's no government agency overseeing stock trade. Whatever the board of directors thought was legal was, was illegal. And especially if they had friends who got caught up in this scheme and begging, you know, don't let us die out here. They said, well, we'll let Saunders die. You know, they don't know him. They don't care about him. He's not part of their social group or anything like that at all. He's just some hillbilly from Tennessee who thought he knew what he was doing. They just, you know, interpreted rules to let him die. So he had borrowed all that money instead of gaining what he thought would be hundreds of millions of dollars. He had nothing. You know, 12 million is a lot of money today to lose. Imagine what it was like in 1923. What Saunders had done, and there were people that really liked him because he was, you know, become very famous, was that he had begged Memphians to pool together money to pay off this debt so that Piggly Wiggly could get back to normal operating under his leadership. And, and people did. They held ra rallies for save Piggly Wiggly from Memphis. That was the campaign. Not for Saunders. He was careful to say save Piggly Wiggly from Memphis. And he had a point there, too. I mean, you know, there's a lot of jobs in Memphis now because of this store, this business. And then he made the dumb mistake <laughs> of putting money into this, what we now know as the Pink Palace, which is an extravagant home. This is, you know, the, and people that invested in Piggly Wiggly must have been shocked. Says, what are in the world are you doing? We're taking time away from our business, spending our money to bail you out you're building this stupid house. You, know, you don't have time for that anymore. How did they find out about it? Well, a workman had been injured and the newspaper published a story. You know, it was, holy cow, you know, they couldn't believe it. I mean, it was just a terrible mistake he made. And it cost him, well, I mean, he tried again to make money and he did, but I mean, he's still famous for what? Piggy Wiggly. Austin. You only ran this company for six years. I guess that the story was remarkable in itself is that he started with one store. Six years later, he had a, a thousand. I mean, you know, he had a substantial chain. But, I mean, he was successful. He did build something that was unique. He just didn't hold on to it.
he would be Sam Walton today, or his memory would be as big as Sam Walton if he had just held on to Piggly Wiggly like Walton held on to Walmart. The most fitting memorial to him is the ordinary self-service store. Sam Walton founded Walmart in 1962. By the end of his life in 1992, Walton owned the largest retail merchandising company in the world. In his autobiography, Sam Walton Made in America, he credited the enormous success of his retail stores to the principle of self-service. His brief description of the benefits that self-service gave to him and his desire to pass on the savings to his customers seemed to be a near match to Saunders' own words two generations before. During the past 25 years, supermarkets and large merchandise stores have become popular in nearly every country in Europe, Asia, Latin America, and parts of Africa. In an odd way, Clarence Saunders' prophetic slogan for Piggly Wiggly all over the world has come true. And great job on the piece, as always, by Greg Hengler. And a special thanks to Mike Freeman, who wrote the book Clarence Saunders and the Founding of Piggly Wiggly. And what a story. And that he started the idea of pricing and transparency and volume so that we could lower profits on each individual item, but make up for that with volume. And that is indeed what Sam Walton did. There's no doubt that Sam took a lot of the ideas of Piggly Wiggly and scaled them to a much larger operation. The story of Piggly Wiggly, the story of Clarence Saunders, here on Our American Stories. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.